When do I start? Whenever you want. Oh, hey, folks, it's me, Yakka Hugh. Yakka Hugh. <laughs> I'm here interviewing my good pal, Yakka Do. <laughs> this is, uh, yeah, thanks for tuning into my podcast that I started myself. Well, thanks, Yakka Hugh. Uh, heard of Yakka Hugh uh, for having me on today. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for being here, Mike. I really appreciate it. Uh, uh, anytime. No, no, but all seriousness, thanks for having me back. Uh, <laughs> one of the reasons I wanted to, well, I'm just going to kind of jump right into it. Yeah, hammer uh, down. One thing about guiding that I find really cool um, as someone who has not, well, Mike, I'm going to bring up your, yeah, uh, someone who's not a veteran has very okay. little, like I don't have any, my grandparents are in, or my grandfathers are both in the military. Um, but one thing about rafting I find really cool and interesting is how many, like how strong the veteran community is. Um, and I guess my question, my question is why the hell you as a, as a veteran of the armed forces, um, why do you think that is? Why is there so many veterans that are drawn to rafting, uh, after serving? Uh, I would probably say, what were what drew you to rafting after your service? What drew me to rafting um, is I just, I like rafting. (laughs) Um, and then what? what then spurred me to go from being just a rafter to being a raft guide is that I have these friends that have terrible life choices. They're like, Ooh, I just, I got a job. (laughs) Um, and so like when I want to go rafting on Tuesday, they come up with a bunch of bullshit about how they can't go. Right. Right. So then I was like, well, I got to figure out some other way to go rafting. Turns (laughs) out you can actually get people to give you money to take you. And then when I got there, like the camaraderie amongst your guides is really similar to the camaraderie that you have in your units. Um, A lot of you guys are living together. You're like in each other's space all the time. And you have to figure out how to work with those people. Um, But when you get a good group and you find your little clan, um, it feels a lot like home. Mm. Uh, you're doing stuff that is inherently dangerous, just like you were doing in the military, with a group of other people who think that doing this inherently dangerous thing is also fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it's, it's really, really similar. Um, and a lot of people, once they leave the military, they miss that. Uh, nope. I would say 80% of us do not miss the military. Right. Like once we've left, we're very glad that we're no longer a part of it. And we're like, cool, that was an experience, but I'd like to move on with my life and away from this. Right. But again, like that camaraderie that's there, it's like you still want that. You still want to be part of a group. You want to be part of a team that's accomplishing something awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, a joint struggle, kind of, right? Like <laughs> against something else. Bingo. It's a nice, it's a solid <laughs> joint struggle. Right. Right. Well, we're all just trying to be happy, and yeah. it's not easy. <laughs> right. Yeah, just something uh, every four so far. I remember when I first showed up to rafting and mopping, and I think two out of my three like uh, guys who were like teaching, like our rookie training, were, are, were uh, veterans. I was like, huh, interesting, like kind of weird. And then like we got to like the middle of the season, and the more guy, the more old school guys I would meet, the more I'd realize like, wow, a lot of these guys, like, oh, that guy's in the, in the Marines. Oh, that guy's in the Navy. Like, whoa, what the hell? And I kind of just, <laughs> I was just like a mopping, like mopping's weird. Like must, a bunch of vets must just come to mopping. And then went to Hydra, or you know, went to Morrison's and 
yeah, met. I mean, you know, you know the squad. Shout out to Major Mike, and I mean yourself. I mean, Russell. We we talk about Russell a lot. Uh, what? <laughs> uh, what did you just say? <laughs> come on. I just think uh, I think it's really interesting. He was in the Coast Guard. <laughs> come on. <laughs> no, I'm female. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I do consider people who are in the Coast Guard as having been in the military, but it's also, it's fun to give them shit. It's like cat voters. Like, you know, we like cat voters, right. but we also, we're going to give cat voters some shit. Yeah, yeah. It's all fun and games. And also just to be, I mean, Navy and Coast Guard probably seems more, more boating relatable. <laughs> You're not wrong. I bet the people who come from the Navy, the Coast Guard, and maybe even the Marines are probably drastically better at tying knots uh, than those of us in the Air Force. I hate where we don't really tie a lot of things to anything. We use ratchet straps mostly. Yeah, don't use ropes in the air. It's no good. No, no, yeah. <laughs> whoops a daisy yeah. So that trucker's hitch wasn't quite tight enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whoops. There goes that. Um, well, okay, let me go back. So did you, had you already been rafting? I don't know. When did you get into rafting? Uh, my dad was really into rafting when I was growing up. Uh, oh, guess what's cool. like? When you have 13 kids, you're like, we need to start doing some more dangerous activities right. because these kids are starting to cost us a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. 10, 10's cheaper than 13, that's for sure. Heard that. And, you know, you go whitewater <laughs> rafting, you know, he's operating on that, you know, return 90% of what you left with. Right. You know? That's how you get your tip. Yeah. Well, he, we're all survivors. So he didn't actually manage to get rid of any of us. All he did is implant like a real solid drive to go do dangerous, dumb things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, I mean, you'd already been boating. And then um, can you, can you, what, <clears throat> Mike, what's your, what's your military service? If you don't mind me. Uh, yeah. I was in the air force as a, a, like a heavy equipment and light vehicle mechanic. Sick. That's tight. Which is also really cool. And one thing I really appreciate about raft, raft, uh, I don't know, raft teams going to different places and seeing like different boat barns is that there is inherently a lot of military experience in them. And that like, I look at our, like the old uh, life jacket rack thing that Frank built. It's like, Oh, that's yeah. definitely like some mechanic shit right there. Like, man, I don't have that kind of, I don't have that kind of abilities in my previous job, you know, job applications. <laughs> Who welded all this stuff? Yeah. What, what the hell is yeah. <laughs> Frames bent. Oh, that's no problem. We'll bend it back. What? How? <laughs> yeah, how is Frank doing so much? I don't fully understand. We built that like awning that sticks out over the the warehouse. Yeah, yeah, that's that's and, where I slept last night. I mean, last yeah. year. Yeah. So while we're building it, I am like genuinely struggling with like getting up and down off the ground and then like putting bolts and things in, and I'm like having to stand up and do some stretches. Like, oh my gosh, my body is seizing up. I'm not built for this. And then you turn around and Frank is just like going a hundred miles an hour, just like punching it, screws, setting <laughs> shit. And you're like, okay, Frank, you are easily double my age. <laughs> How are you moving around so easily? I'm, I'm feeling a bit ashamed of myself at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, that's, that's how I feel around a lot of like, uh, like Major Mike has a lot of like small little things that he'll do that he'll like, here, try this out. And I'm like, oh, that's really smart. Like, holy shit, man. I'm like, I'm supposed to be the guy who's got some experience here. <laughs> Why are you showing me stuff how to do, you know, how to do things? Well, he's only been a raft guide for two years, but he's been alive for over 50, I think. Yeah, yeah it's definitely more than me, but I'm, I'm catching up, I think. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's funny. So here, I got a, a, a funny question that, not really funny, but <clears throat> when I was a like, lifty. Wait, like funny weird or like funny haha? Funny haha. Okay. Okay, so when I was a lifty at Mount Bachelor, there's this mythical character named, <clears throat> named Nate. And go figure, not a lot of military mindsets in the lifty world. <laughs> huh, what are the odds? Yeah, not a lot of struggle. Not, yeah, anyway. Um, <laughs> a man you might have heard of named Nate Van Amberg. Shout out, Nate's Rogue Adventures. Yeah. And he would go around basically asking for the summer. <clears throat> and then if someone said, I didn't have any plans, he would try and recruit them. Is that something similar that happens in the military? In the Air Force, like, oh, you're getting out of here pretty soon, huh, Michael? You want to come guide with us over in Morrison's? Yeah, that's actually, you know, it's funny you say that. That's how I ended up in the military. No, in Raft. got... Well, hold on. That's how I ended up in the military, though, is that I got I graduated high school and I was approached and they're like, so you don't really have any plans, right? You're like, you, you are not wrong, my dude. <laughs> this guy has zero plans of spending more money to sit in class. Exactly. So then I ended up there and then I realized that that wasn't actually that much fun. And then I, I, I don't know, man, I just kind of I went to a guide school. And then just applied at all of the rafting companies in Merlin. That's how I ended up at Morrison's. Right, right. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, what was yeah. your question? Oh, just if that's if that's how you got recruited into from the Air Force. That's how you got into the Air Force. Is that how they got you from the Air Force into rafting? Was like. Huh. Never mind. That, no, I don't think so. I got recruited from the Air Force into the oil field. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Okay. The wild and scenic oil fields. <laughs> Very diverse uh, range of oil field locations. Uh, worked as far south as Houston in the middle of summer and as far north as Canada in the middle of winter. So, you know, yeah, very scenic. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And then I decided I didn't like hanging out with people that did meth. Um, <laughs> so you. So I, so, I, so I told my boss that I smoked weed and he fired me. <laughs> and then uh, I came back to Southern Oregon, started uh, playing around on rivers and growing pot and, you know, making a lot of solid life choices, in my opinion. I think they're pretty good ones. I, I mean, I haven't, uh, you know. Yeah. But that's a, you can I, always look back and be like, oh, I could have done that better. But also at the same time, like, mm, I could have done it worse. <laughs> that's i get that same feeling from a lot of dudes i have uh two buddies that come to mind justin solom and nick adamo both veterans and i would say kind of went the like i, I, I always say the hippie route that's like what i always refer to oh yeah we all went the hippie route we went from being in the military to being hardcore hippies to realizing it, that being a raft guide is pretty cool yeah it's pretty it's a pretty cool transition <laughs> to see someone i mean obviously i didn't know any of the three of you prior but it is cool to see people who you know their past is like from a pretty you know I would say structured and scary place. <laughs> it, yes, it's a structured, scary place. The aggression is encouraged. Exactly, right? Like, what's like, uh, not to say there's not like little blow ups that happen in rafting, but it's not encouraged. No one's ever been like, yeah, you see that fight we got into? And, uh, right, right. By the end of it, like you get to the takeout, you get done with your D rig and you get into your truck and you're like, man, I probably. <laughs> I probably didn't need to take it to that place. Yeah, I probably didn't uh, use that phrase. Whoops, a daisy. <laughs> oh, moving on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, well, Micah. Yeah, we were chatting right before this. <clears throat> you're you're kind of in the full swing of your guide season. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I have. It's funny. I'm actually working for a new company this year and got to go to their rookie training, which is really cool and great. But it's also like, man, I don't even have my job secured yet. <laughs> right. And I'm, cu- <laughs> I'm curious what you're doing for yourself uh, to prevent burnout. Um, nothing. Nothing. Yeah. No, I'm. Uh, I've actually managed to get myself on four different companies lists to call if they need a raft guide. Wow. So your, your strategy is to burn to the bearings until the end of the season, huh? I heard that. Love it. Love it. Savage. Well, so here's where I'm at this year. So I got to do 320 hours of community service this winter. Okay. So I need to make as much money as I can this summer. So I can just work a 40 hour community service job until those hours are gone. Right. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. So it's a plan. I got, it's a system. It's a, <laughs> I'm working on it. It's like 401k, just a little different. Yeah. No, it's almost identical to a 401k, <laughs> except that there's no monies involved um, as far as like investment goes. It's just holding it in, in my hand. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, my system is stuffing it into a wine bottle. So. Oh, dude, that's solid. It's it's makes yeah. it a very fun end of the season when you get to break it open and like, oh, how much is in here? <laughs> but here's a word of advice for any young guides out there. If you're young and you're like brand new and you're like, oh, what's this whole guide life thing all about? Get a wine bottle, just start stuffing it with cash. <clears throat> a few years of yeah. loading. Well, yeah, because you can't get it until you break the wine bottle. Exactly. And you're gonna be like, I don't want to break the wine bottle. It's glass and you know, I don't have a bucket. Like, oh man. And then once you break it, then I'm gonna start spending it and yeah. the good system. So how- so how many wine bottles do you got? Uh, well, <laughs> currently zero because I broke them. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, I'm a, I'm a one bottle a year. Kind of <laughs> but it's oh, funny. my God. It's really funny. It's kind of cute in my I, <clears throat> pretty funny perception of it. Like during the summer, every, you know, come home, stuff this bottle full of cash. Like I typically don't spend any of my tip money. And I get all excited. I make all these extravagant plans of like, what to, what, you know, I'm going to, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to buy this. We're going to go on some trip <clears throat> or whatever it looks like. And then um, I would say probably about two weeks after guide season ends, I'm already like, yeah, I'll just break in. Let's just see what's in there. Let's just get after it. <laughs> Fuck it. It's hard saying not knowing. We don't even know how much money's in there. Yeah. I can't, I can't make all these plans until I know. And then I count it and then I'm like, oh, cool. Let's go get a haircut. And then let's tip our haircut. <laughs> and then now I'm like just spending money like an idiot, but guide life, baby. <laughs> Yeah, no, I had a lot of plans at the end of last season. Um, I was going to do some good things. I was going to rebuild my raft trailer. It was going to be dope as shit. <laughs> uh, I was going to buy like a custom raft from Soder. Um, and then my truck took a shit. Yeah, they'll do that. All of the monies that were going to go to those two projects all went into my fucking truck. <clears throat> yeah, those damn trucks, man. Yeah, I didn't appreciate it, to be completely honest. <laughs> uh, but I'm guessing it was just some engine noises, huh? No, no actually, I drove up to uh, Roseburg to pick up Little Blue. Oh, and yes. Truck off, and then it didn't ever start again. Oh, no. Yeah, so then I had to tow it from Roseburg back to Grants Pass before I could even, like, start working on it. And uh, the starter is, like, a it's like an eight hour job just to replace the starter because of where it's located. It's so stupid. Not for me. I don't do that. <laughs> no, I know. I, 
One of the terrible things about like mechanics being one of your skill sets. <laughs> you gotta do it. You're like, oh, I don't want to do this. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, I know. I'll just pay somebody else to do it. And then you remember that it costs them a hundred dollars plus per hour. Yeah, you're like, wait a minute. You're like, oh man. I guess I'm just gonna have to like break some knuckles and well, it's like the rafting gig, right? You want someone to give you that same amount of money to work on your stuff. Yeah. Like I want someone to pay me so I can just go boating without taking them, if that makes sense. Right. That's where lunch boating yes. comes in. <laughs> I don't really have too many questions now. Dude, just keep asking questions. Uh, my like, like, like what's your least favorite watercraft? What's like, your least favorite watercraft? Okay. No, I asked you that. Oh, uh, what's my least favorite watercraft? Yeah. So like if you're out on the river. No, I see and you're one. like, and you're boating, and you're like, oh, this is so amazing. And you turn around, and there's a, a craft there, and you're like, these, oh, yeah, these mother, these people, these these mother Cronin floaters. Oh, that okay, <laughs> that's one. I totally forgot about Cronin boaters. So here's my, I've actually never even been in a Cronin. I just have, yeah, it's it's more personal and. And not backed up by any evidence. Uh, I just right. think they look silly and they're funny looking. They're dumb looking. They're real dumb looking, especially the big ones, like the big the R two ones. Yeah. Oh R2. my <laughs> gosh, dude! I did a trip on uh, Brighton Bush. Yeah. Before it all burned. Nice. And rip the bush, by the way. Yeah, I know. I so badly want to get back up there. That was such a fucking fun afternoon. But we get out there, and it's like, you know. You got your shredders, you got, you know, our Rogue Series boat and like a Puma and we turn around and these guys are airing up this like 13 foot Cronin that has like a <laughs> six foot bow and stern right. on it. And you're like, what? What is happening? <laughs> on multiple rapids, I turned around and one of the guy was like bear hugging the front tube <laughs> looking to see where they were going and then jumping back into his seat so they could paddle. Right. And it's great for like big drops. I'm not going to deny that. Like it's a really good bring that raft to a complete halt at the bottom of the drop. Totally. Um, but yeah, it seemed like the biggest issue is they couldn't see where they were going. <laughs> Which can be a problem. Can be. I don't know. It all depends on how you boat. Like, do you drift in sideways to rapids so you can like scout it as you're floating into it, or are you like a charge into things? It's like, I mean, I yeah. guess it really depends on your boating style. Totally. How used to you are rowing, or how how used to rowing a fuck shit stack are you? Like, oh, I never I, can see where I'm going, so this boat totally works for me. Well, that's what I was gonna say. People always ask me, I'm like on the rogue when you're you know you're rowing shit fuck stack, they're like, well. <laughs> How do you see around that thing? And it's like a joke of like, I don't. Like, I just go I sideways until I can't. And then I switch around, <laughs> you know, nose down river and hope I don't hit anything. 100%. You're, you're <laughs> constantly trying to turn the boat at an angle that you can peek around where you're headed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, so Cronin's definitely number one of my like, weird ones. But also the yeah. creature craft guy, that, that Bill Guyman guy, he seems, he seems crazy. I don't know him. I never met him. But <laughs> you're, talking about, you're talking about crazy Bill? Yeah, yeah, old crazy Bill. That guy. Yeah, he's crazy. He's definitely crazy. It's a uh, good marketing. I mean, he's, he's he's fun to talk to on the river. Um, no, he seems like a cool guy. 
But I, I still, I honestly, I don't really fully know how I feel about creature. Yeah. Like, I really want them to be something that can be used in the uh, rafting world. Right. But like, using them as like a rescue boat apparently is just way too much work for a lot of these runs because they're just so <laughs> huge and heavy. Totally, totally. Um, but then like... But the, uh, the, yeah, and then at the same time, you're watching a lot of these guys run like class four, class five stuff, and their boats are just getting chundered, which I understand that that's like part of the experience. Yeah, yeah. It's like... <laughs> but they're like, no, we have we have skill sets too. And you're like, yeah. And one of those skill sets is throwing a, <laughs> an, a sea anchor out of your boat. <laughs> That's, like, that's not that's not really a skill set that I <laughs> I like learned how to dial in as a rafter. Yeah, in fact, I'd say get that anchor away from me. A hundred percent. And then like like then okay, so then the anchor pulls you out of you're in and it drags you into the next hole that you're in. And now you're there. And now you're there. <laughs> and your your sea anchor's getting tumbled and it's creating a bunch of knots in your rope. And then, like, you just cut the rope, and you just have another sea anchor waiting for the right. next chunder. And then yeah. now that sea anchor just floats into the ocean. Like, I don't know how the game works. I guess I just haven't spent enough time around creature crafts. That's me. Again, I'm going back to my list. I'm looking at it, and I feel kind of silly because never have I even been close to one. I think I've seen one before. Right. But then at the same time, I would love to run one. Yeah. And, like, try to row it the same way that I would row a raft. Right, right. I see what you mean. But that's you know? like... <laughs> But then, at the same time, like, how fun is that when you have the opportunity to tumble a couple times? <laughs> Sounds <scary. laughs> I don't know. <laughs> also, I don't like the pins and clips. I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't I'm not want... a fan. It's funny. I've actually had this come up a few times where I'm like, man, am I just turning into like a bit of a, I don't know. I don't know if snob's the right word. Like a snob makes it seem like I have some like educational thought behind it, you know? Oh yeah. And let's just be very clear. I'm not anyone who has ever studied anything that resembles academia. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> well, you're preaching to the choir here on that. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, I've tried it and it didn't work out very well. So here we are. <laughs> but, um, one, yeah, that's one thing I, I keep coming back to. Uh, when I leave Morrison, Rogue specifically, when I get away from the Rogue River, I forget that people, like pins and clips are, I don't know if they're, they're not common, but you see them, and you see them on the Rogue. Mm -hmm. But like things like ore leashes and uh, how you strap your spare ore are all things that like on the Rogue, I got really, I don't know if complacent's the right word, but like, I don't, <laughs> I don't tie any of it down. Like, no way, what if mm -hmm. I need it? <laughs> yeah. What if, I, if I need that, why am I why am I adding a strap to it? Yeah, now I gotta unstrap it first. But like then I in the middle of the rap, but I'm over here like trying to fuck with a cam strap and like, oh shit, here oh, here comes another rock. <laughs> <laughs> so I went on this shoot trip with two buddies, my buddy Doug and uh a new guy, uh my friend Ben, who's pretty new into boating, and it was funny because he's he has like a he's got a pretty cool setup from NRS that he got for like photography. Okay. But I realized, I'm like, maybe I'm not the best person to help him rig his boat. Because like, like, I don't know if I'm even going to rig my boat anymore. Like, I just like, leave <laughs> like I don't, I don't want to. Why aren't you tying that down? Like, oh, I don't know. I just have some woogies about it, you know? Like, it just gives me anxiety. I just don't want to tie it down. And so a lot of like, 
lot of things that are probably reactionary to ex- from experience that are probably not good boaters boatsmanship. That's how I've been getting by these days. Yeah, well, and like as a rule on the rogue, if it floats, you don't really need to rig it, right? Like because it, it, worst case scenario, it falls out of your boat. You row downstream and you pick all your stuff up. Yeah, my if thought, it sinks, it needs to be tied to the boat. Yeah, that's a good rule of thumb. And my thought is, if it floats, just put your name on it. <laughs> there you go. Name and phone number. <laughs> yeah, phone number. Name and phone number. Hey guys, I'd really like my stuff back. Yeah. <laughs> do more stuff for my stuff <laughs> but i want that stuff <laughs> uh yeah uh <laughs> the rogue I, I don't know it feels like a lot of boaters on the rogue um they just dive into going rogue and <laughs> they're just like this is how i do it and you're like this is a terrible way to do it i'm so glad that we're on a class two three river right, right exactly <laughs> thank god they're just here <laughs> Which, Micah, now my scenario is the opposite. Started somewhere else, learned some good habits, then came to the rug and went, okay, this is just how we do it here. And then I just gave up on some good habits. Oh, yeah. We actually, me and Forrest were talking about that. And how, like, when we all showed up at Morrison's, we were all, like, these stand-up guides that wanted to, like, like, we were all full board like this is going to be our profession so we're going to be really good at this and then we all walked into this just floating shit show yeah and then we're like oh okay well i guess i'm just going to get on this program (laughs) i guess this is the program i'm on now huh (laughs) with that being said since four years ago to now i feel like that program has been making some pretty substantial moves towards not being such a shit show right right like this this summer is specifically in comparison to last summer. It seems like everything is drastically more organized. Right. Um, the key is is getting like all of the new guides and the second year guides on board with organization right. and and not just like. But we always run shit fuck, fuck shit there. Yeah. No, I know, and it's so dumb. <laughs> But man, there's something about running those big old stupid stacks that feels really good, though. It does. <laughs> By the time that you're done rowing Blossom Bar, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. I got so much testosterone. <laughs> For me, I want to go to war. <laughs> For me, it always feels like I escaped something. Like, oh, barely got through that one. Like, you know, like someone was chasing me this whole trip. Like some tiger is just hanging out behind me. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It all really depends on just how hard you can slam that gear boat into the conglomerate rock. That's right. Take that rock out. One one rock at a time. One boat at a time. Dude, if you can hit that thing with the full force of your raft and, like, be running slightly squishy, it pretty much pushes you directly into the picture-taking eddy. Yeah, then you get to chill. Yeah, and then you're like, nailed it. That was easy. That's, I don't know why everybody has such a problem with this rapid. I know. Someone just posted a... a Someone just, I was following, I follow this, I don't even remember her name, Instagram uh, boater chick, and she posted a video of her friend throwing up after Blossom Bar because of the nerves, and I was like, wow, that's, like, I can kind of relate with that, actually, like, <laughs> a few trips, you know? Yeah, like, your first couple <laughs> trips through, you're, like, super nervous, and then after you get a good look at it, close up, you're like, oh, this actually isn't Dude. so but, terrible as long as you just keep controlling your boat the whole time. See, for me, it's almost the opposite, like. The first few, I was like, oh, what's the big deal? Like, that was that was pretty chill. Everyone made it seem like it was some big hullabaloo. And then I had a pretty rocky run one time. And I was like, oh, man. Like, 
That I, escalated I, so quickly. Yeah, I thought I knew this one. Apparently, I do not. <laughs> one of my, like, third or fourth trips with Morrison's, and, like, probably, like, my second trip in a guest boat, like, with, you know, paddlers, you were on that trip. Oh, perfect. And we come into Blossom, and you're in front of me. And I'm looking down, and you just pointed your boat right at the chute and just all forward. Oh, right. You told me about that. And I was like, I right know. through the chute. And I was like, huh. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. You got all these paddlers. You might as well use them. Uh, I'm going to do that too. And so I came in and I was like, four forward. Just give it some gas, you know. Step Hell up. yes, dude. We <laughs> hit the conglomerate rock so hard that the back end of the raft fucking folded forward <laughs> all my guests got like catapulted into the bow of the boat and then it just sent us back across like almost to the picture taken eddie <laughs> and trent was making a video and as i'm floating by i'm just shaking my head like what the fuck was i thinking <laughs> that's not the way to do this <laughs> that might not be the line but that's my line now <laughs> 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 What's funny is I think you that and I was like, oh, I didn't even know I did that. And you're like, what do you, what do you mean you didn't know? I was like, I don't remember. I, didn't. I don't remember that. I don't and remember then, that. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, man, good old, good times, good times. It's hard saying when you don't know, yeah. you know? And then when you get three people in a row that don't know. Totally. By the third person, that was me. Yeah. Things have changed. Right. <laughs> And uh, and now I'm taking that uh, that uh, alternate ducky line. Yeah, yeah, it's like telephone, but way worse. Yeah, <laughs> way harder to hear that first what the first guy said. Well, and yeah, and once you go behind the rock, you can't see the rest of what you did. Right. So like, all I saw was you go forward through the chute. So when I went forward through the chute, I probably should have called a stop. <laughs> um, but we just kept paddling till we hit the rock. Just send it. Just fucking hammer down, man. And Woolridge, blow that rock up. Dude, <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Well, it's funny, Micah. You say that. Uh, I'm pretty. Uh, what's the word? N- neurodivergent. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. I don't learn the same as others, and so for me, a lot of like visual learning is very important. But mm-hmm. beta, nothing for me. And That's so it's really absolutely funny. nothing. Like it does a little bit, but it's funny when people try and explain beta. I'm just like, yeah. If I haven't seen it, like you basically might be speaking Chinese right now. <laughs> right. Uh, they're like all right so what's gonna happen is you're gonna wrap around this corner there's gonna be a rock and you're like dude i, I can guarantee you there's gonna be a rock yeah. when i come around that corner the river's right here. Yeah. <laughs> why not just like hey stay as close to me as you can hammer yeah, down i need i needed someone just hey stick to me stay 10 feet off my butt all right that's easy dude it was really hard to do when we were on canyon creek because that moravia spider Oh, goes yeah. so much faster yeah than our little rogue series boat like they were just walking on us in the middle of a rapid and we're forward paddling as hard as we can the whole time <laughs> that's like when you watch robert paddle he, he paddles so chill but the boat right. just starts zooming like, how are you right there twice your size i'm way stronger than you like how are you doing putting that? in half as many paddle strokes yeah. and are going almost twice as fast like, this <laughs> yeah just casually paddling along this is demoralizing. Yeah. I hate the sport. I hate the sport. Bicycle guide. <laughs> I'm a bicycle, in-town bicycle guide. Hey, do you know how you kill a class five boater? How? Oh. Mountain bikes. <laughs> oh, shit. I don't like that at all. <laughs>
God damn. Yeah, you're going to want to steer clear of those things. <laughs> Very dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've seen them before. I don't touch the stuff. <laughs> no thanks. I don't even like wearing a helmet for rafting, let alone for biking. No way. Absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> not to. Uh, also, I saw a picture that you posted this morning. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're uh, rocking the old uh, Lamborghini. That's right. How are you enjoying that? Um, it's pretty, you know, they're, they're freaking so fun. Um, yeah, I've just been talking to that. There's the dude who owns it now. It's this one dude named Carson, and he just seems really, he's just like a, I think he just runs the whole business from his house in Salt Lake or something. But, what? Uh, yeah, yeah, I just, I think he just runs that whole thing. I just like text him. I, uh, so anyway, going back to the, the Vanguards are great. That ducky that I was using actually had a slow leak out of one of the valves. And so I was like, okay. Like, damn, that's kind of annoying. And we tried to just like it. tighten the valve. Yeah, we tried tightening it. Nothing happened. It was like the actual seam, which is like oh. pretty, pretty weird. And, you know, I think just like with the current state of the world, I imagine like production everywhere is just kind of like taking a hit. It's, but uh, he was I'll like, tell you from my personal experience working in production. Yes, <laughs> it's very difficult finding people who actually care enough to do the job in the way that it's supposed to be done. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When it's important Which, to be done right, right? It's like, yeah. Have, and now you got a boat that's like, I don't know. I was reading something that Shredder posted about a boat that they had that didn't have the, it like didn't line up properly. It was like slightly out of alignment and just how uh-huh. much that would throw off the whole Shredder. And I was like, damn, that does make sense. That would suck uh-huh. if you bought a couple thousand dollar craft and didn't even go straight. And for whatever reason, the seams were causing the boat to do weird things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, uh, so Homeboy just sent me a brand new one, and I just got it the other day. And so I'm really excited to take the new one out on the Deschutes. Um, Ooh. Yeah, hopefully buy a boat soon. But <laughs> that's like this is year number four of saying that. So, Well, I got a raft that I'd be willing to sell you. What do you got? Uh, it's a 14-foot tributary. <laughs> uh, I got a third Thorpe put in it so you can run six loads. It's got foot cups in the front. Wow. Uh, it's barely been raced. It's only been down a couple times. Wow. Um, it's practically a clean one owner. <laughs> um, Nearly clean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when I say clean one owner, I'm easily the third person who's owned this thing. <laughs> perfect, perfect. That's a wrap for you. Yeah, dude. It's a, it's a, a, you know, we'll talk numbers later, but, yeah. but I, I think you're going to like this one. It's going to be a really good one for you. Well, hang on, Micah. What if we just turn your podcast into more of like a, not HG, uh, QVC, where we just like <laughs> shop, like for all classifieds of rafts and oh, here's oh yeah, are for sale over there in uh, down south and Cape Junction yeah. for sale. If anyone's interested in a nice so tall, looks at thirteen feet. Just yeah, anybody, everybody that's looking for a boat, you just send me a message. Yeah, we'll just tune in. Tell me what kind of boat you're looking for where you live and I'll sort out where somebody's trying to sell it for like, you know, and then yeah. vice versa. Are you trying to get rid of a boat? Let me know. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just get a big showroom with a big spinning plate. We put the boats on. Yeah. And by a big showroom, we're talking about like one side of my garage, right? Yeah. I was just going to use the uh, abandoned lot across from my house actually. Mm. Yeah. It's got some cheap is grass. That, is that blockbusters? Oh no. But uh, it's funny. I, uh, well, I can't say too much because of work, but Blockbuster, right. 
yeah, just because you know, whatever confidentiality of kids and shit. <laughs> 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 but uh, Blockbuster, man, it's so funny how many people I work with these days who didn't know that Bend has the last Blockbuster in the world and how exciting they get by it and how cool it is to take them there and have them be like, oh, my God, it's exactly like I remember. That's right, my child. Welcome. Welcome back to the past. Oh, my gosh. How is it that they don't know that? They literally did a documentary on it like three years ago. Yeah, these are all kids. (laughs) I assume like the parents knew this, though, and like the parents take their kids there, no? No, not really, no. Well, the people I work with are all from out of state. Oh, okay. That checks out. Yeah, they're from other places. So like, yeah. But so did they they grow up like Fridays, like mom and dad take you to the video store and – some of them have. So I work with a few kids who were like, I'd say 24 is like the oldest. Oh, they, they didn't have some memories of it. But the other ones are like, yeah, we know what it is. Like, but it wasn't it wasn't a big thing for them because when they were, you know, it already been kind of outdated by the time they were 14 like six or seven years old that Netflix was probably around already. Yeah, exactly. Rip, rip blockbuster, except the last one. Yeah. Well, shit, man. Is that where we're gonna do our showroom, though? Yeah, yeah. Can we'll we just... rent? Can we rent that place out? I think we just buy it and turn it into Blockbuster Rafting Company. Huh. Oh, hey, how do we get a sponsorship from Ozark Trail for Rafa <laughs> and Forrest? Dude, sit on that video, man. Tell them we, we don't play games over here. Dude, I wish I could have gotten some video of them running like Mule Creek from Tucker <laughs> Flats to the Rogue River in duck or in not in duckies but in those ozark trail inner tubes right two pilots it's like i would say in like a normal craft it's probably like a class three like creaking run so like does that make it a class four run did you seriously lose me again walk closer to your router you still there oh yeah i'm here okay anyway back to what i was talking about yeah I think, I don't know, in an inner tube, does that make like a class three creek run, like a class four plus creek run? Or is that like, I, well, here's my thought when it comes to inner tubes, I always look at it like, <clears throat> which is really funny. We used to do uh, Oak Springs on the shoots and it's like meaty, but watching the, watching that video of rainy, I was like, holy shit. Like that's me. Yeah. That's, Dude. Some, that's some steak on the tape on the plate right there. When you zoom out and you see the f- huge drop, and then as he goes over it, you're like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's, like, three of him tall. Yeah, it looked really tame until, like, he got close to the falls, and you really get the, pers- the perspective. It's like, oh, shit. Like, all right, well. <laughs> 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 but uh, have, I don't remember what I was going to say about that, but that, that shit's crazy, man. Um, it's crazy. Know, it, really fun I'm, watching that, and it's going to be hard for me to never run rainy again. I'm a little disappointed in myself for not just getting in the tube and doing it with them. That's the podcaster photographer's uh, curse right there. I know. Like, I want to get this footage, but also I want to do it too. Right. And then after I saw how quickly it flushed them out, I was like, oh, I should have gone. Right. Well, that's what I'm learning, man. It's like how many things people are, are scared of are like – Usually pretty okay. Not usually. That's not a good way to look at it. Uh, can be okay. And then vice versa. Things that are so chill and tame are like, oh, that's what gives me the woogies now. <laughs> right? <It's> like, <laughs> oh, see that tiny little wave that just like won't let stuff go? Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> fuck that, fuck that oh, little shit. But what I was going to say about the, 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 um, 
inner tube, you know, increase in the classification of a river or of a rapid, yeah. I would say it just turns it into a swim. <laughs> right. Like it's just swimming whatever class it is, which I always think of like, yeah, this is a class five swim right there. <laughs> Jesus. Now, once you're on mushrooms, <laughs> that's where is... the classification gets a little blurry. Okay. Okay. Is that where pretty much everything becomes like a potential class five swim? Yeah. Things just become a little bit more fractal and a little bit more class five. E. <laughs> <laughs> Am I underwater right now? Yes, you are. Get Put your head above water. And just to be clear, we would never do drugs and boat or play in the river. That's well, not something we'd ever think to do. That would be incredibly dangerous and silly. Here. I think the proper word you're looking for is irresponsible. Yeah, yeah. Irresponsible is a good one. And as raft guides, we only make responsible choices. We're responsible for ourselves, our things, and people. Yeah, my things are the most important. Yeah, no, definitely my things and myself. Don't worry about me. Come first. (laughs) Here's here's where I'm at. If I come out of this boat, I'm not going to be able to help you very quickly in the future. Yeah. My whole thing is I'm a real good swimmer because I'm highly motivated to not drown. <laughs> Here, my, my dry box, my dry huh. bag, not motivated at all. It doesn't care. It'll float. It'll swim. Yeah. It has my wallet keys in it, which you know. You know me. I bring my keys on my trips. Which I'm, it's not a good idea, but I, I do don't it. do that. Well, because you're smarter uh, than me, Micah. I have multiple locations on my vehicle that have like an exposed wire or something that I can clip my keys to. So that way, Just clip it to that starter. <laughs> well, yeah, I clip it to something under or in the vehicle, you know, wherever I decide to keep it. But uh, that way, no matter what happens, when I get back to my truck, I can always go home. See, that's <clears throat> remember the time that I left my keys to, to put in? Yeah. Couldn't go home. I had to borrow, yeah. borrow a car to go home. That's, that's not fun. It was tragic, dude. That was, I was like heartbroken. Yeah, did you ever get your keys back? Not, nope, not a, not a drop. It's so funny. I, I tried for weeks too. I was like, they're gonna show up. They're gonna show up. Like, who who could do anything with a spare fob? Right, a spare fob and like fifteen other keys that you don't have any idea where they even came from. Exactly right. It's like old work keys and stuff. Like, <laughs> shout out to all those businesses that are now being broken into. Sorry about that. I am really sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, but that's, that was my thought was like, man, if I find a part, you know, like finding someone's ID it doesn't do you any good, but it does someone else something good. Right. But that's, if, that's you tur- if you give it back, that's like it does you zero good to hold on to that identification card. Right. Unless you, Unless you know somebody that looks just like them under the age of 21 and they need, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so- I didn't say that. <laughs> no, but yeah. Also Southern Oregon's just sketchy, you know, you sketchy people down there. Yeah. Okay, Honestly, that, if I would have found if I would have found your keys on the side of the river, I probably would have just picked them up and thrown them into the deep. That's gonna say I wouldn't be surprised if some dude just like, well, better better to drown and let them get you know let that car get stolen. Yeah, better to <laughs> do a service, friend. I'm doing this for you. This for you. <laughs> Throw it right into the deep part right there. And, uh... <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I've been in, um, I don't know, man. I've been in too many scenarios where I was on the side of the river. We had no idea where the raft went. Um, 
and the raft had all my things in it. Right. Right. That'll happen. Right. After the first time that that happened to me is when I decided that the keys belong with the vehicle somewhere. Right. Right. Or at least on, heck, even just on the property where the car is in a safe space. Just so that way, if you lose all the rest of your things. You can at least burn the boats and hike out. Right. You don't have, like, you you already lost your phone, so you're not calling anybody for help. (laughs) So you now need a set of keys. And hopefully there's enough gas in your vehicle that you can get somewhere that you can get help. Oh, man. Because you probably just lost your wallet, too. Yep, if your keys are with you, your wallet's probably with you, too. Yeah. Yeah, well, shit. Well, shit. Shit. <laughs> I hate losing stuff. Oh, I know. I, that's why I love organization so much. I found that it's not quite as loved in the rafting community as, as I love it, but organization is really cool. I, I, have, I, I don't know if this is a counterpoint. It's more of like an add-on point. I love organization. Like, man, it's actually probably like, I would consider it as close to like magic in the human world. Uh-huh. <laughs> really organized. Like, wow, how do you do that? Uh, I, I can't do it though. <laughs> oh dude. So if you look at the front of my truck right now, I have a, like a, a sticker that goes across the top of the windshield that when I first put it on, it was great. And then like within a month I was missing a couple letters and then now it's like barely says anything. Um, and that's like a, basically how all of my organization works. Right. I, I sit down, I get everything fucking organized and I'm like, hell yeah, I have succeeded. <laughs> um, and this is going to work out so well for me in the future. And then within a month, it's no longer organized. And it's actually probably harder to use than it initially was. And you but and it's frustrating because you can see that there was an attempt at organization. Right. But clearly this isn't working anymore. Yeah, you can see the breakdown as well, which sucks. Right. You can see like, oh, this kind of looks like what it was supposed to be, but that's not what's happening here. And then you become <laughs> even more upset with yourself. It's great. It's Oh, I can relate. That's yeah. uh, I the last time I organized my garage was when I got my first Vanguard ducky. <laughs> and nice. I just got, the second, just got the second one in there. And I was looking yeah, at Wait, home. do you have, hold on. Do you now have two duckies? Currently have two. I, mean, I got to send one back. Oh, yeah. dude. I really <laughs> want to do a coffin run. Oh, I would love to. I mean, Doug and but, I, just, I would love to do that. But my only access to doing a coffin run is in a Morrison's boat. And I feel like with the most recent reels that I've been putting out that have yeah. uh, the whole logos everywhere <laughs> on them, <laughs> um, if I'm going to do a coffin run, I can't do it in a company boat. I need to find somebody with a real ducky, All right. a, a Vamborghini that I can do <laughs> the coffin run in. Well, I know a guy for that, but also okay. everyone- Everyone plug your ears. Micah, what you do is you find someone from a different company, swap duckies with them, and you each do it in the other company's ducky. Then, boom, both people are in trouble, but not for the same reasons. Oh, that's brilliant. Is it? I think so. All right. I love it. I'm but, loving every second of it. This is fantastic. Or you just borrow mine. <laughs> I don't know. I think it would be pretty good. Like, 
get somebody like up on the canyon yeah to video it and like it's a nice yellow color yeah and like contrast that with like, like my a nice, nice like tan color it's gonna look really good yeah perfect yeah nailed it yeah but what color vest should i wear oh uh you don't need a night jacket for that run Are we thinking of the same run? Uh, wait, what are you talking about? Where you just lay down flat in your ducky. Yeah, through milk and, and you push off at Mariel. Right. And then once you make it past Coffee Pot, you get up and you climb out and bring your ducky back. No, I, I was making a poor joke about not wearing a life jacket. Oh, <laughs> right. I'm like, haha. <laughs> That's not a funny joke. Yeah, I'm that, a swift water professional. That's, that's and not it either. I was like, maybe I'll just stop talking. <laughs> I'm a swift water professional, okay? Um, and that means that I'm a professional on and off the river. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm a uh, grace period woofer, okay? So I can't help you, but I'm not, ex- <laughs> <laughs> not expired, but I can't help you either. <laughs> I am a grace period woofer. <laughs> it's as close to a uh, expiration as you get. Uh, oh my gosh. Does that mean that you... Okay, so did you do yours through like Knowles? That's right. Yeah, so yours is like it's good for two years and then you get a grace on a third year? Which means that the third year you don't, you aren't. <laughs> it's fascinating. It's <laughs> Everywhere I've been has interpreted it differently, which I kind of love but also kind of hate. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. last company that I did it with, it's just good for three years. Yeah, so I so that's like some places they'll say like it's good for three years, even if it's only two. But a lot of places are like, no, it's only good for two. And then you have the third year is just the time frame to get it recertified. So you don't have to pay as much money to do the whole course. You can do like four days as opposed to an eight day. Oh, my gosh, dude. The research is so much less stressful than the class than the class. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it was just because, like, the first class that I did, there was, like, some astronomical amount of people in the class. Like, I think we had, like, 26 people or something ridiculous. Holy shit. And we only had two instructors. So, it was, like, you know, you're like, yeah, I, 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 I need more help than these people. I'm a dummy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm neurodivergent. Okay, I'm different. I'm, <laughs> just help me. I'm not a good learner. The learning part. <laughs> I do the boating part good. I can't do the learning part very good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's when you have to write down the answers on a piece of paper and you can't just like say it out loud really convincingly. Right. I don't know what it is about that, but <laughs> there's a disconnect somewhere when I try to write it down on the paper and it's wrong. Yeah, wait a minute. That's not what I put. Yeah. I had the on here. I had the right answer. I just wanted to know if you knew what the right answer was. Yeah, you fucking and teacher. You fucking instructor. <laughs> fucking instructor. <laughs> what are you, my fucking woofer guide? <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, <laughs> hmm. I think we're pretty much done here. I think, I think you're about right. All right. Well, shit, Micah, thanks for joining me on uh, Hyaka, Hyaka well, it's, Hughes. It's, it's, uh, Yaka, it's Yaka Hugh. Yaka Hughes podcast. Thanks for joining me, Yaka Do. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think, I think it's Yaka Doobie. 
Oh, Yakadubi. I like that. It's kind of cool. Yeah, I got so I got some new tattoos. Oh, really? And one of them is my Yakadu paddle. And then on the other one, I didn't want to put Yakadu on that paddle too because that seemed kind of redundant. <laughs> and my tattoo artist draws like really good bees. And I was like, oh, well, then just put a bee on the blade. Yeah, bee blades. Yeah. And so now whenever anybody asks, I'm like, have you ever seen Caddyshack? <laughs> Are you asking you gotta, me? You got to be the paddle. <laughs> okay. You got to be the paddle. <laughs> oh, man. I got a new tattoo of a paddle. Oh, as what'd well. you get? Well, I have, it's not that new, but it's, uh, I, got, I got the old penguin with the paddle. Classic. <laughs> <laughs> I, God damn it. That's the reaction I was expecting. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I also, does, does he have a thing coming out of his mouth that says, where's your paddle? Not yet, but I'm trying to figure a way to like make it kind of like cooler. Because uh, it's pretty simple, but uh, my raft guide friend did it, which is pretty cool. Okay. <clears throat> um, but I was going to say, uh, the reality of being a raft guide, I had to cancel a bunch of tattoo appointments. I was going to do like a whole sleeve uh, this coming year, but uh, I got invited on a Grand Canyon trip. That <laughs> I was like, well, I should probably start saving money for that. <laughs> yeah that's a month man what the grand canyon oh yeah yeah i thought you meant the tattoo i was like what do you mean what are you talking yeah it's like a month of your life to do that yeah 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 well anyway that's the guide life canceling tattoos for for boating trips yeah, yeah. well I, yeah i tried to get mine done like and i got them done just in time um for where I can actually boating and they're not going to get infected or anything. They like just finished healing up. Oh man, I'm the worst. I, <clears throat> if you're a tattoo artist, plug your ears. I, I used to get them in the middle of the summer and in, in mop and then just, <laughs> just, just keep them wrapped. And then they would, the, the wrapping would just slide off and I would just get home after my trips and just scrub them. Oh my gosh. How did any of them hold any of the ink? Uh, well, now that I'm looking at one of my thigh, I was like, why did the yellow fade so quick? And now I'm like, huh, maybe that's why. <laughs> That's why right there, you let it get all wet and then you scrubbed it and well, just pulled all the ink out. No, leave me alone, Micah. I am my own man. You know what? I'll, I will. I'll leave you alone. All right, fine. All right, Micah. Well, uh, thanks for having me on here. I really appreciate it. Yeah. It's fun chatting with you. Always. I'm actually, like, are you not doing any boating on the road this year? Oh, I'll be down there. So I'm hopefully going to work for Uzo. I'm doing their training trip. Um, and then my, I know they have, they have, they run like a lot of rivers, but I'm guessing that hopefully they'll just put me on the road and I'll be down there once a week. Oh, nice. Yeah. Right. I'll see you. I'll see you soon, buddy. Do Monday launches. Oh, that'd be sick. I'll, I'll, I don't even know what their launch, launch dates are, but I'll find out and let you know. Okay. Cause it's, I think I'm Monday launches. Oh, sick. All summer with forest as my gear boater. Wow. I know. Well, that's what happens when you just are patient. <laughs> And you just work three summers of mostly day trips. <laughs> and the management is so glad that you did that for three years. Well, to do anything. That they're like, we need you to TL this trip. And oh. I'm like, well, I would really like Forrest as my gear boater. And they're like, yeah, we can do that because he launches on those days. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> this is all starting to sound really good to me. This sounds nice. Uh, well, Micah, in, a, in an alternate reality, I could be your gear boater and you could have the worst summer ever. No, I know. 
Where'd all your gear go? Well, I left it. Sorry. No, or you'd be like, we'd show up and you're like, all right, everybody, this is the Groover. It sits right in between where we serve you dinner and where we make you dinner. It's on the kitchen table. <laughs> it's on the kitchen table. Just bring it with you. You can pick your, pick your own location. <laughs> oh, gosh. My, I had a kid dump a Groover on his head. Anyway, we'll end on that note, huh? Let's, uh, let's uh, wrap this up, huh? All right. Uh, all right. Thanks for uh, doing this podcast with me, Hugh. It was awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'll talk to you in the future, bub. Right, I'll talk to you later, Yakadoo. <laughs> later. Hey.